In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who brings us from death into life. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, here we are again. Ash Wednesday. A night that is entirely all about the subject of our mortality. Of the fact that we live in a world where we know death. And we see it around us, time after time and day after day. What we're doing this Lenten season on these Wednesdays is we are confessing together these things that we know to be true. And tonight we confess together that we are mortals. And we know that we're going to die And that we know that intimately in each one of our lives, whether it be the time when we feel the pain of somebody lost near to us, or whether it be the time that we're worried about the fact that we might be that person. Last week at Vespers, our Wednesday gathering at this same time, I asked some of the people to help me out with this sermon to help me out by giving me their experiences of how they know that they're mortal. And so if you were with us last Wednesday, come on up and share. Okay. Um, after I graduated, uh, about a week after I graduated high school in the spring of 2005, um, I was driving on a rainy day and, uh, probably too fast and I hydroplaned, uh, and, um, uh, basically I had a pretty significant accident and, uh, but I was okay, uh, and, uh, my car somehow didn't get totaled, uh, but it was pretty shocking to me at the time, and um, the car sort of spun in circles, like in a movie <laughs> or something. It was pretty nuts. And actually, that next fall, uh, pretty much the same thing happened to me, and then my car got totaled. Uh, so that happened to me twice, and that's the story. Hi. (laughs) Um, Mine is pretty much kind of the same thing. It involves a car. It involves a bus. Um, I was getting off of the FSU bus right outside the church and um, coming back here to do some studying. And I was coming around the front of the bus and a car was passing the bus at the same time. And I didn't see him. He didn't see me. And uh, I was okay, obviously. I'm standing here now. But um, it was scary because it it at least grazed me. And um, just the feeling afterwards was really, really scary. And you wonder... um, how that can go by so quick. 
So that's mine. Hi. Um, so I never got to meet my grandmother on my mother's side, um, and so I've never seen her. Um, my parents claim that as a child I saw her ghost and pointed to it, but I don't like to talk about that because ghosts are terrifying. Um, I can't verify if it's true or not. Uh, but nonetheless, I never got to meet my grandmother on my mother's side. And, um, you know, that wasn't really a big deal for me growing up, um, personally. Um, until, until I was probably 17 or 18, and um, and then uh, 4th of July came around. And, and I was born in February, um, and my grandmother died um, in June. July of that year. She died on the 4th of July. And um, it never really occurred to me that at the same time as we were all celebrating the fireworks and the hot dogs and bubbles or whatever you do on 4th of July and growing up, I don't remember, you throw things at each other. Um, it never really occurred to me that at the same time um, my mother was, was dealing with the loss of her mother um, every year. And so last year, I work at a camp over the summer, uh, and so last year while I was at camp, we were setting off fireworks on our, do- our dock down the lake, and um, and I got like a text message from my mom. She's like, happy 4th of July, and I'm like, I'm saying something like, I don't think you're so happy, mom. And I just, so I'm like sitting there looking at the fireworks, well, I guess I'll walk off into the woods and call my mom, and it's terrifying and dark, and so I call her and I talk to her, and she was clearly uh, upset on 4th of July. And I think um, what brought me back in this moment of, and, and reminded me of, of how mortal I am um, is that in those moments when you're staring at the fireworks and you're so engrossed in something outside of yourself and you forget that you're actually a human being, you're just lost in something, um, simultaneously there are those things going on with your mother or whatever the case may be um, that force you to come back and remind you that um, it's not all about the fireworks. Okay. Um, I haven't had a real, like, in-depth death experience like the first two, like, firsthand. But the one that affected me the most was um, last year, the weekend of our high school prom. Um, it was just a regular Friday, beautiful day, I remember it. Everybody was excited, looking forward to the big weekend. And a underclassman who was a sophomore uh, died in a car wreck on the way home from school that day. And I didn't really know her that well. But when I, when I found out, it still hit me really hard that in just the small community of my school that we lost, somebody that, you know, was best friends to somebody that I knew, or it definitely feel like, felt like we lost something. And it just, it was a real eye-opener, and it left kind of a, it definitely made me realize that it could happen really any time. It could happen to somebody really close to me, sporadically, really randomly. And I'm sure some of you have had experiences with deaths of classmates, and it's it's really kind of tough even if you don't know them or if you're really close to them and I guess the loss of the death it it does something to you I'm not real you know (laughs) but so that's my death experience I guess yes
you listen to them talk about their experiences with death, no doubt something came into your mind about an experience maybe that you have had with death. If you've ever been with somebody while they've been dying, you might know this haunting sound that you hear when somebody is dying. It's called a death rattle. Basically what it is is that your body begins to stop functioning in such a way that your tongue and your throat stop knowing what to do with saliva and you begin to have this sound emit from you when you're breathing. If you've never heard that, in many ways I hope you never will. It's a disconcerting sound. And it's one that lets you know that within 24 hours that person will probably be dead. But we all have death rattles going off in our lives. We all have these things that we know spell out our mortality. There are many other people who chose not to speak their stories from last Wednesday. One of the most interesting for me of those stories was a young man whose family had gotten into a car crash with two drunk drivers. His family survived, albeit some of them didn't come out of it unscarred. Yet, they both died. And so every time they see those scars, they realize how close they were. Myself, sort of a trivial little story in some ways, but it wasn't trivial for me at the time. This January, I was on vacation visiting my family in St. Louis, and I got a call from the dermatologist that I had seen earlier that month. They called and they said, Mr. Winters, we'd like you to come back in. The growth that we took off of you, well, there was cancer. I heard my death rattle. And pretty much everybody here has heard that death rattle too. But why is it there? It's what the Old Testament lesson was all about tonight. It's there because of sin. It's there because we, as a race, chose to turn away from the loving embrace of our God just so that we could know something new, just so that we could have some sort of new experience, just so that we could thumb our nose at God. We have this thing now called sin, and it spells death in all of our lives. Just like any other rattle in the world, this death rattle, well, it doesn't make much noise if you don't have anything in it. But if you take the first commandment and you break it, and you put other things and other people in the place of God, 
It begins to make a noise. If then you use God's identity in such a way that you make him out to be this cosmic pinball gumball machine, it begins to rattle. If you neglect God's word, his community, his church, it begins to rattle. If you think that you're above the authorities that God has put above you, it begins to rattle. If you aim to hurt other people, it begins to rattle. If you use God's sons and daughters as sexual objects for your entertainment, it rattles. If you steal, it rattles. If you use somebody's name in a way that they would never have you use it, if you lie, cheat, gossip, it rattles. If you covet somebody's stuff, no matter how insignificant, it rattles. And if you covet somebody's life, the whole being of who they are, it rattles. And pretty soon, it becomes a deafening rattle. Pretty soon, you can't hear anything but its rattle. But there's more to the rattle than just that. We have a Savior who heard our death rattle. He heard how many times we broke those laws. He heard how many times we broke those laws and hurt ourselves. He heard how many times we broke those laws and hurt others. He heard all of our death rattles. And He came to this earth. And He had nothing in His. He was completely sinless, without any sin whatsoever, without any rattle. You could have shaken the can and nothing would be heard. Because He was perfect. But He took the things that rattle inside of your lives, those sins that rattle inside of you, He took those and put them in His own can. He became mortal for us, so that those sins no longer had any hold, any sway over us. And He took their punishment which was mortality, death on a cross. And in its place, 
He gave us a different kind of death. He gave us a death of water. Being buried in His name underneath baptismal water. That's all the sway that death holds over you. Because He took your mortality, your sins, upon you. And so one day, when you emit that horrible noise, laying in a hospital bed, laying beside a road, however it is that you die... That's simply going to be a passing from this life into the next. Death has been taken care of. We were mortal and still deserve to be. But He came and took our mortality upon Himself. And that's what we celebrate tonight. Yet it's important that we realize that we're all mortal. Just as he pointed out, because we're all mortal, we know that we're all in the same boat. Whether you're having the Tower of Siloam fall upon you, or whether Pilate is mixing your blood with offerings, we're all the same. Whether you're dying for your country in Afghanistan or or Iraq, or you're dying shivering cold because you're dying of AIDS. You're still all the same. You still all deserve to rattle until death. But He still died so that all of you would not have to see the pain that that would be without Him. And so... Now we confess those sins. Those sins that make our lives rattle within us. Please rise.